Now we know that finding the perfect non-alcoholic drink can sometimes feel like a major challenge, but we've discovered something that's about to knock your socks off and your taste buds too. Go Brewing. Did you know Go Brewing was rated number one, number one, Michaela, for non-alcoholic beer in the country and rightly so. Fun fact. All of their beers fall under the gluten-free guidelines, so you won't get that gross bloated feel that you sometimes can get when you're drinking, let's be honest. Plus, all their brews without fruit have less than one gram of sugar. Because we want to feel sexy and sober and have fun, Go Brew is the perfect choice for us. And who says beer isn't sophisticated? When you could just put it in a champagne glass like I do. My favorite at the moment is the Sunshine State Tropical IPA from Go Brewing. It's the mango and peach flavor. As a listener, you can save 15% by going to brewing.com slash sobergirls or by using the code sobergirls. Plus, get a free two-day shipping on orders of $40 or more. Again, go to brewing.com slash sobergirls or use our code sobergirls for 15% off. Okay, can I be honest here? Yes. I used to rely on alcohol for a lot of things, including managing my PMS symptoms like anxiety, irritability, feeling blue, ugh, huge mistake. However, as a sober girl today, that is obviously not an option, but have no fear. Ladies, we found a solution to our PMS woes, alcohol so not needed. Enter Jubilance, your daily support and new BFF when it comes to true and effective PMS relief. It's so simple. Just take one capsule a day and keep your symptoms at bay. If you're interested in trying it, you can use the code SOBERGIRLS for $10 off your first order. I've noticed I have more energy, focus, less cravings, and my mood feels so much more balanced. Jubilance is a non-hormonal available over-the-counter and powered by two-ingredient formula used by thousands of women worldwide to live PMS mood symptom-free. Think less anxiety, less irritability, more peace, power, and dare I say, fun all month long. Try Jubilance for $10 off by visiting jubilance.com forward slash sobergirls or use the promo code sobergirls at checkout. That's J-U-B-I-L-A-N-C-E.com slash sobergirls for $10 off. Welcome to Two Sober Girls. I am your host, Erin, and I'm with my amazing co-host, Michaela. And today we have our new friends, the wise men, joining us, uh, Rich, Jared, and Christian. And they combine ancient and functional methods for the modern man. They are um, focused on transforming men's physical, mental health through action. I love that. To help them reach their potential. Um, We are thrilled to have you guys join us today. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Excited. If you guys want to just jump in and kind of tell us like how you guys met and how you started. You want to take it, Chris? Christian? You You got it. Yeah, sure. So, uh, hey, everyone. I'm Christian and uh, one of the co-founders of The Wise Men. And uh, I also own a yoga studio in Fairhaven, New Jersey. And um, and Rich and I actually met. He came to the studio um, and, and was a student of yoga. And then we developed this uh this friendship and then one day I, I ran into rich at the gym and we started just throwing some ideas around and yeah. um and rich said hey i know this guy jared in new york who's kind of in the you know in that same mindset of uh dealing with stress management the managing anxiety the whole deal and i said well, let me sit down and talk to jared and put something together it, literally it was that simple it was just a meeting of the minds 
um, we had a conversation. You know, we were uh, all three of us are on the same page, and we all we all bring different skill sets, um, but we see things the same, right? So we all have our different skills, but we have a um, you know a, a common goal, which is to help men out. Um, we we realize that um, you know their stress and anxiety permeates you know all of us, of course, but uh, we really wanted to create a niche and work with men. Um, and, uh, you know, I have a background in yoga, clearly, um, and also sobriety. I got sober on April 13th, 2002. So there was 21 years. Woo! Thank you. Um, and so all these teaching, all these lessons, whether it's from the yoga, from, you know, 12 step, you know, rich from martial arts, you know, Jared with his breath work and his, his meditation practice. Uh, it was just this great confluence of our skills that really was an easy transition for us to develop this. And so here we are. Right. Here we are doing our thing, running men's retreats, you know, coaching people. And uh, it's worked out really well so far. So awesome. Mikhail, it's kind of like how we joined forces. You it know? is. It is. It really reminds me of that. I love that. And so how we all got together, which is a fun little story. Um, we had shared a post um, to Sober Girls on sobriety, and then it caught Rich's eye, which I'm always, you know, you never know if someone's going to hate a post about sobriety. I think I was talking about AA, or they're going to love it, but it's usually like it's one or the other. And um, Rich reached out because he loved it and shared that he was doing something very similar in this space for men and wanted to see how we come. And I love Christian that you said, combat anxiety, um, you know, just learning how to navigate in this world that's real, riddled with depression, pressure, anxiety. And then instead of reaching out for something, some, something external, a substance, but going within and using those agent modalities, breath work, um, meditation, yoga to heal, to cope, and actually to live a tremendous life, which is not common. It's, we're not taught that. Um, and so I'm so thrilled that we kind of found our partners here um, to do this and to be able to help more people. Yeah. And that is why, and that, you know, and that's what we're planning in the fall. But before we jump into that, Michaela, do you want to start with a question for them? Or? I do. Yeah. So okay. I was just wondering how, like you guys are in this men's space of wellness and health. How do you think, and any one of you can answer, how do you think alcohol is blocking that wisdom that we all have, I think it just like blocks people from reaching their full potential. Um, do you have any experience, whether it's through your own personal experience or with clients, uh, that you see that happening? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. I, yeah, I mean, I'm happy to jump in. I'm not. I mean, Christian's got many more years than I do in this, but I think at the very base level, alcohol dampens emotions. It mutes our feelings. Um, it allows us to escape, whether that's for better or for worse. Um, and so we see even in our own personal journeys, you know, I'm sober seven years. Um, but you yes. see in your own personal journeys as well as, thanks, dude, um, uh, as well as people that we work with that the ones that remove alcohol seem to have the most impact quicker because they're removing yeah. the alcohol, which makes you tired. It lowers testosterone in men. It makes us have irregular sleep patterns. It lowers our endurance and our stamina. 
it lowers our libido. Um, it makes us foggy and, and moody and depressed and sad because it's a, it's a depressant, right? It's a, it's a way to kind of lower um, the stress in somebody, right? Potentially. So I think we're not necessarily aware of these things until we remove them. But then you see folks have this massive impact. I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't had, you know, a drink in let's say 60 days because I was just challenging myself to not drink. And I have all this energy and I have all this clarity and I want to go work out now and I'm driven to eat better foods. And so, yeah, so I think we do see that in people and even in ourselves that it it definitely changes the way that we look, we feel, we act, we think, you know, I love not not drinking keeps us out of jail, which is amazing. Yeah, (laughs) that is. That's a nice benefit. It's like a nice side benefit. It certainly helps. Jails and institutions. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And one, one other thing I want to add about this, because I'm such the science geek on this, uh, is what people may not realize is that because alcohol is a toxin, uh, and while it, you know, in the old days, they'd say like, oh, drink a little whiskey if you have a cold, because it'll kill, you know, it'll kill the bacteria. And, you'll, and, and while that's all true, the problem is that when you're drinking alcohol consistently or enough to, to you know, feel good in drinking alcohol, mm-hmm. You're, you're downgrading your microbes in your gut. And when you downgrade the, downgrade the microbes in your gut, you increase the risk of anxiety and depression. Anxiety more so because of the blood sugar eradicate, like a, a, you know, erratic peaks and troughs and a depression because you're, you're knocking out serotonin and dopamine in, in the gut, uh, the gut brain access. So the gut carries around 90% serotonin and about 60% dopamine. And when we're starting to bring in alcohol, it's going to wipe out the microflora in the gut over time. And that's going to cause dysregulation and mood function, exactly. which people don't think about. You know, we don't think yeah. about that. Right. I mean, there's that's so, many, everything. so many different things. Right. But one of the things that you touched on was you, once you eliminate alcohol, you end up having more energy and more time. And one of the things that we love to talk about is what do you fill that time with? Because it's one thing to just <laughs> remove the alcohol. The other thing is like, what do I actually do? And so what I love are all of our modalities. uh, And I think we all have different things. Like I love breath work and yoga, meditation and um, journaling and and lots of self-care, all of those things. But for somebody starting out and, you know, and I see this quite often, like people actually don't really know how to take care of themselves. And they've been on this cycle of just like whatever life throws at them and they go with it and then they cope with alcohol or food or shopping or sex or whatever. And it's like, okay, I hope that this podcast really puts a stop to all of that. And it's like, puts on the brakes and it's like, what do I actually do? And I love that you guys are action focused. So I want to hear one from each of you, like, what is that one action somebody can take um, to number one, you know, for example, either like stop alcohol, but then what do they do after that? What can they start doing to feel better? Mm-hmm. You mind if I jump in on this one? Go for it. So, you know, what Rich just mentioned, uh, I, you know, I really appreciate um, Rich mentioning the, the science behind it because it's, it's critical. Um, and, and, you know, Rich is well more way versed than I am on the, uh, on the science. Um, but, you know, in terms of, the guy in recovery, um, I know my experience has basically told me that my drinking, my, my addiction to drinking or any other, anything else comes from the obsession of the mind. Mm. 
right? So mm-hmm. my mind starts to go, and that obsession of the mind can come from, uh, for, for different people, uh, it has a, a various base. So let's, uh, you know, in reality, for me, low self-esteem, right? I have low self-esteem kind of naturally, uh, and therefore I compensate for that by uh, potentially drinking or used to drinking. And then, you know, having that momentary or that temporary relief from the obsession, not understanding that it's actually making the obsession more acute. And so the question that you asked is a great question, which, you know, well, what do you do? How do you fill up that time? What I have found and what I have witnessed is that, you know, putting down the drink, a lot of people who are in recovery or or trying to get recovered, um, they'll transfer addictions. You know, for example, I'll put the drink down and then I'll work like 90 hours a week or I'll put the drink down. I'll go to like, you know, 15 AA meetings a week. Right. Uh, Which is not a bad thing. You know, you're you know taking one thing that's not so positive and then and then you know transmuting it into um into a positive is great, but alcohol was my solution to my internal shortcomings until it became my problem, and so once it became a problem and I was addicted, right? That's when you know the the long term effects of the drinking changed my brain chemistry, and so I think that when we and to your point and your question. You know, if we can kind of fill up that time with something, um, but something that's not obsessive, something that is contributing to the rewiring of the brain so that my brain is not caught up in this groove of obsessing everywhere. So I think for me, what works best for me is breath work. Um, and I'm not talking about like necessarily having to sit down for a half hour with no distractions and that, that certainly works, but I'm talking about the mindfulness around um, feeling stress, whether it's from, from an external source or if it's self-induced, and then taking that one breath, tethering myself to that one breath. Can we practice understand- that? I'm can sorry? We do, can we do a breath, all of us together? We can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we can. You know, uh, but, but I'm, the point I'm trying to get at is, you know, whether it's the external influence or the self-induced if i take one breath to remind myself of the facts in the moment so i'm not creating stories in my head that's what keeps me in balance and the repetition of that the repetition of that changes my brain chemistry Mm. i love that um and that's something i anchor to as well especially in recovery and that's something i learned in recovery the power of just breathing and taking that one breath can you lead us in like a mini breath work right now do you feel comfortable doing that of course yeah of course so uh, so let's close our eyes let's close our eyes and let's just tune in not if you're driving not if you're driving (laughs) eyes open but still tuning yeah (laughs) so just trying to get still and trying to get quiet right that's that's the key just dropping in for just a few moments and what works best for me is if i can take my thoughts and direct my thoughts to the experience of my breathing, where the breath wants to go in the body, what's the volume of the inhale relative to the volume of the exhale, what's the reaction in the body, mentally, physically, that I don't have room to think about the other obsessive things. So just take a few moments here to follow that trend, to follow that pattern. How does the breath feel? Where does it want to go? And what's the net benefit of stopping being still and connecting to that one mindful moment?
as different thoughts intervene and take you away from being tethered, bring it back. Bring it back to the breath. Okay? It's not the breath work itself that necessarily does us the most good. It's the coming back to the breath in the mind that creates a new pattern or what we call a new samskara or a groove of the mind. That's what keeps us centered. The coming back to center, the coming back to center. Okay, how do we feel? So light. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And clear. And yeah, whatever the thoughts were before, they just sort of dissipate. And and I love that. And I teach people, like I tell people, you can do this. Like you don't need to sit on a cushion and mm-hmm. for 20 minutes and meditate. Like you can right. do this throughout the day. And if it's Absolutely. not a practice yet, just set an alarm on your phone like four times throughout the day at random times that just says breathe. And then you could just like tune in and breathe. Even if you're busy doing something like we're breathing no matter what. And the level of breathing that we do impacts how we feel and how present we really are. And also our health, like it really impacts our health, our energy and and digestion, everything. Right. Uh Um, And and furthermore, if I can, if I can jump in, when we take something that's autonomic or automatic, like breathing, we don't have to think about it. It just happens. Right. And then we move into that space where it is mindful right? Or it is conscious. That's where the magic is, right? Because that moves us into the parasympathetic, right? That moves us into the rest and digest. And and the thing is, for those people out there who have never done breath work or meditation or whatever, and have preconceived notions about what all this is, you know, Mikhail, to your point, you don't have to sit down for 20 minutes and be completely zen, right? The idea, you know, the idea is not to empty the mind of thoughts. We're human, we think, and we think negatively, we think positively, we're, we're hopeful, we're, we're, you know, we're morbid, we're all these things, right? That's natural. So the idea is not to shut the brain down. The idea is to shift the focus to something that keeps you engaged in a very healthy way. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. I love that. And, okay. and one thing with meditation, like I do say, okay, it could just take a minute. I don't want to say like, okay, you don't need a 20 minute meditation because I do believe that's essential to have like a, you know, at least like five or 10 minutes a day where you're sitting in stillness and whether it's in prayer or visualization or embodying or visioning your future self, like there's so many different things and fun things that we can do with our mind that we don't get to when we're busy doing life. Right. So it's, it's essential for that mental cleaning up. All right. So who's Mm. next? Who else wants to share? Um, Something that Jared's start next. with. Let's do it. I'll go next. Christian, that was incredible. Thank you. Thanks, Jared. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So what to do with the time that we create uh, when we're not self-numbing? Um, I think a lot of people, I'm going to default to journaling just because I love journaling. And I think it's such a powerful tool. Um, and I think it's important because a lot of people don't really know themselves well enough to know what to do with the time that they've created. So you've got the time and you think not everybody has like, Oh, I've always wanted to do this, or I've dreamed of this. If I only had the time, I would do this. A lot of us don't know ourselves well enough, especially if we've been self-medicating and numbing for a long time. So I'm a huge fan of the brain dump journal tactic where you just start writing things down um, that may interest you. And then you start crossing things off and you start narrowing it down 
And then you start getting to the essence of maybe the top, you know, three to five things that you really care about. And you come up with an action plan. So I'm a huge fan of that uh, because it really it helps you to get to know yourself. And if you do this over weeks, months, even years, you can really start to see trends and see who you really are because a lot of it's subconscious dumping, but it's been locked in there for a really long time. And you kind of get to reacquaint yourself with yourself. And then you come up with things that you met, never would have thought that you're interested in. Uh, and you come up with a lot of stuff that you think you're interested in, but it's really what society has taught you to be interested in and you don't really care about it. So at first you write things down like, like, you know, maybe, uh, Oh, I want to travel more or, Oh, I want to, you know, I want to do this. I want to do that. And it's all the things that you see on Instagram that people are smiling and doing, but it's not really necessarily what you want to do. Maybe what you want to do is learn how to sew or what you want to do is, you know, volunteer at a, at a animal shelter, whatever. But I, I'm a huge fan of the journaling um, tool. And what is your practice? Is it a daily practice? Do you journal in the morning? I journal all throughout the day. So yeah, I have a dedicated time in the morning where I do uh, breath work, meditation and journaling, but then I always carry a journal with me and I have a couple of different journals that I carry with me, but um, the most used one is the brain dump journal. And I'll review that on a monthly basis and I'll highlight um, the things that are meaningful to me. And then I'll review that every year. I'll review the highlighted portions and I get a really clear idea on what was important to me, what I wanted to change, who I am, over that year. And it's really cool. So I've been doing this for seven or eight years. So it's really cool to look back at the journey at all the highlighted content. And you're like, Oh, that's who you are. Like, no, remember when you thought you wanted this, you don't really want that. <laughs> uh, so, it's so, so to do awesome. It, yeah. So, so to answer your question, what to do with the extra time first is to figure out what you really want to do with the extra time. And then, then you can come up with an action plan because you're excited about it. And it's not just, well, I probably should do this. Probably should go to a yoga class. And, you know, probably should do breath work, which are all great things. But you kind of want to know for sure because well, it's more a, rewarding that way. And there's a difference between I should be doing this or I want to be doing this. Like there, it's a totally different vibration as well. Should yeah. is such mm-hmm. a... I've heard people say you should eliminate the word should from your vocabulary. Yes. It's such a dangerous mm-hmm. word. Mm-hmm all day you should not usually you shouldn't do anything right yeah i would like to i would like to do it or don't like either is fine right or i get to yeah i get to right i'm excited to oh i love jared that's awesome thank you for sharing that and i love that you brought up too the conditioning part because i found too when i put down the drink i'm like oh my god i don't even enjoy this it was shocking and now i kind of get like these brain dumps I feel like from God and throughout the day I'm writing things down I'm like ooh, I would want to do that oh I, I am called to do that I am so excited I you know so it's so great when you put down the drink and then you also get to live a life where you're you know, you're healthy and you're full of peace and you're centered what yeah. happens and what you get to create and what you get to choose when you're really standing in your power which I know that word power is something that's very important to all of us. But before we switch gears, Rich, your thing. So Jared had a really good one and it's kind of similar to mine. Uh, Mine might be a little bit different. Um, So I agree with Jared. I think one of the biggest things that maybe people don't realize is you need to have a plan before you do this. Just like if you want to start an exercise regimen or a dietary change, if you don't have a plan, of what that's going to look like, 
then you are going to have issues with idle hands. You're not going to be consistent. You may have some issues, whatever. So I, I'm in the same boat. I think you have to have an action plan. Um, and the second part to that, similar to Jared, like Jared's journaling, because I love that example, by the way. And I used to journal a lot. Admittedly, I don't anymore. I, I do much more of like a meditative walking and thinking and processing. Um, but I think the biggest part is that we, as we age, we move away from things that we loved as children. And if you look at children as examples in life, they're the happiest because they're living in a novelty world. They're living with no restrictions or any preconceived notions or subconscious belief systems. They're exploring and interacting with the world naturally in real time. As we grow older, we disassociate from that and we fall into the norms of what society dictates. Go, go to work, have kids, make a lot of money, do it again, rinse and repeat, wear yourself out. So my suggestion is always kind of similar to Jared's is what things were you passionate about as a kid? Like, what did you love doing that filled you up? You know, it was it was it movement practices or sports or playing cards or chess or creating or being a boy scout or girl scout, right? Like, what are the things that you were so excited about as a child? And those are probably some of those deep essence, like those deep things that you can rely on to say, that's part of who I am. And I'd love to explore that. Um, and then the last piece for me is you have all this free time and all this free creativity, find something new in your life that you haven't done. So is that picking up a guitar? Is that singing lessons? Is that becoming an artist and doing, you know, painting mediums, or is it journaling or writing a book or a blog or teaching people video test, you know, video trainings on something like do something also new and novel to keep your brain fresh and happy and healthy. And then like stimulate some new neurogenesis, like Christian was talking about where it's like, I'm going to create a new habit, a new groove, things that kind of, you know, pull me off of the old habits that I'm having. Um, so those are like things that come to mind for me. And I think, um, I also think that, and I don't know if the other guys are the same as me, but my discipline, like in my routines, always changes because sometimes I'm changing and I'm evolving. And sometimes the things that I used to do no longer are things that I need to do. I need to do other things now because I'm changing. Um, so I think people should also be adaptive, like be responsive and adaptive to that. Don't feel like you need to be locked in a box. I think, I think Jared said it like, just because you see someone on social media doing this in groups does not mean that's what you're supposed to be doing every morning. And maybe you do that for six months, but maybe it changes for you. So like be adaptive, like listen to your body, listen to what your mind wants and, and do those things, you know? Um, so yeah, that's, that's what comes up for me. And that's, you know, I love all of those. Amen. You can totally relate to that. Like I think being adaptive um, because sometimes like what works for you for even a week might not work for you. Like, and you, this is right. where the mindfulness needs to be really sharp at like what really feels good. What doesn't, um, for example, I didn't eat meat for 16, 17 years that felt really good in the beginning. And then I got really freaking tired. <laughs> like I go to the doctor, I was like almost anemic. And I was like, I knew there was like this sensory thing that I had whenever I would like see a steak, I would like salivate. And it was like this like animal instinct. Like I couldn't explain it. I'm like, why am I like craving this? When like my brain, I'm supposed to not crave this because I told my brain that that is not good for me. And it's so wild. Like I've incorporated it and I've like, I feel like a brand new person. Like it's like the weirdest thing, you know? And it's 
there was a lot of conditioning that I had to overcome. And I told myself early on, cause I know this work. And I said, I'm not going to even make a big deal out of it. Like I, it was like at a 4th of July party and I had it and I was like, guys, it's not a big deal. I'm just having a, and they're like, no, like that is a big deal. And like people, again, like, let's say you stop drinking, make a bigger deal out of it than sometimes we do, you know? Um, and now it's like a normal thing, you know, and, and people will just get used to the new things that you're deciding to do as well. Whatever it is, you, you decide to go to the gym every single day and completely change your body. Why not? Like if that lights you up, you know, if that makes you feel good, whatever it is. Yeah. You, you, you make an interesting point because it, at the end of the day, <clears throat> the diet fads, yeah. the health routine fads, in my opinion, they're all kind of bullshit because the reality yeah. is, is it goes back to what you're saying. It's body intelligence. The body is so freaking smart. It knows what it wants in the moment. It knows if it needs fruit and sugar. It knows if it needs vegetables. It knows if it needs protein for hormone regulation. It just knows these things. And to your point too, like when people do any type of addictive behavior, if it's drugs, alcohol, excessive eating, over-exercising, they're shutting off the innate ability of the body to just tell you what it wants instead of trying to crush it, you know, either going hard at the gym all the time or crushing it with food or crushing it with alcohol. It's going to tell you what you need to be doing. And if you just listen to that, that's when you fall into homeostasis. That's when you live the, the healthiest you can live. Just listen to the body. You know what's wild? So I've upped my protein intake, right? And this is getting into nutrition. I'm like, I, I booked a trainer session because now I'm like, I want to lift weights all of a sudden. I'm like, who am I? <laughs> so he actually messaged me today. So we're, we're working together at 4 p.m. for like an hour because like, I've been, I've been like eyeing the weights and I'm like, I need, I'm like, I feel it's like that, like looking at the steak before yeah. I'm like, I need to do that. Mm. And I look at it, I'm like, oh, I'm overwhelmed. Like, I'm like, I wouldn't even know where to start. And I'm intimidated by like all these amazing mm. people knowing what they're doing. I'm like, what am I going to do? Like start like, you know, so I'm, yes. like, I'm just going to hire somebody yeah. um, to help me with that routine, that plan. And I'm just going to follow that plan and perhaps do a monthly checkup and if it's going in the right direction and just edit as I go, you know? Brilliant. So. Well, and I think like to all of this, I love this so much. I don't believe in fat. I don't believe any of this. It is all bullshit. Um, the innate wisdom is the healer. So we're always looking for something to heal to, we have it within, but if we can silence all the crap, go back yeah. within, listen and have like such you know, humility and respect for the wisdom speaking to us and then listen and do it. And like Michaela, to your point, people like to put you in a box and say, you know, you do this. So you can't come out of this box. Like when I stopped drinking, like, what do you mean you drink at every like lunch and dinner? They want you in a box because it's safe and it's comfortable for them. But when you go within and you listen and you truly become your most powerful divine self, it sheds a light on what other people can do too. And, but it's hard because in our culture, it's uncomfortable. It's, you know, for you, Michaela, just having that steak and having people like, now, why are you eating that? Because I'm effing hungry and I want steak. Like who cares? But people care. And this is a conversation that we love to have because if we can just allow ourselves to be who we truly are and to listen and to become powerful and strong to show other people, not in any other way, but for that reason, then other, you know, 
humanity can heal right now we're spinning out of control like taking so many things that are destroying our bodies that are keeping us from hearing this wisdom like the fact that breath works free you can do breath work anywhere you know eating a, a, a whole foods diet that's created for you is much less expensive really if you're you know instead of trying to do this specialized diet plan and we make things so complicated and even having the expensive studios and gyms and all these things like we don't need that we were not designed for that and this is also why we're so magnetically pulled together as a a co-ed team because we want to spread this message it doesn't have to be so hard and you're allowed to go for it all like you're allowed to be great you're allowed to say you know what, I know I'm better than this and I know there's a way and I'm, I'm going to listen for the first time to that, that voice within. So I love that you brought that up, Rich. And Michaela, I love that you're eating steak and lifting weights. Like, why the hell not? Who didn't you say know, it was like, a steak instead of the hot dog? Whatever it is. Some form of protein. I love oh, good quality God. meat now. It is yeah, wild. It has, it has um, to be clean. Big part of this though is a being comfortable in shifting your identity. And I think yeah. we've mm. all done this and Huge. there's an art to it, right? Mm. And I think like, let's talk a little bit about the men you work with, right? There has to be shifts of identity for them as well. Like, what is that process like? Like people come to you feeling overwhelmed and anxious. And a lot of times people just say like, oh, I'm just anxious, I'm overwhelmed. And it's like this constant daily affirmation because it's an affirmation whether it's good or bad that people are telling themselves over and over and just not feeling comfortable in their body like what are some identity shifts that you guys experience with working with people or for yourself you know if if I could hop in uh, and maybe tie this into you know our one day event that we're going to run um you know we go on these men's retreats and you know some of these people we know some of these people we don't know um, and so the entree into the, re- into the retreat, you, you can see some people who are like really excited to be there. You know, you sense some trepidation from others because they're like, okay, what, what's the expectation? Am I uncomfortable? Whatever. Um, and the idea is that we're going somewhere away from the noise. Like we're going to do in September, we're going to come together mm-hmm. like-minded people, like-minded intention, getting away from the noise and kind of settling in. And, um, I think we've had various reactions, m- positive shifts and, and, and effects of what we, what we do, um, you know, with, with our men's groups and, um, you know, the idea and, and kind of weaving it all in, in a way, and going back to what Rich talked about being like a child and, and tapping into the intuition of the body and the kind of the self-correcting and self-beauty apparatus, apparati that is, that are these bodies, you know, through through the modalities of breath work and meditation, we, we we go through ego dissolution, right? So kids always see the world with new eyes. They learn something new. They see something new. It's new. It's fresh. It's beautiful. There's no ego intervention. So then we get older. We mature. Apparently, um, then the ego kicks in, and then the ego starts to judge it, and, and you know the ego starts to kind of assess it and, and potentially overanalyze it. And so, to be able to bring men away from their normal lives, work, family, whatever. Get them out of that. Get them to a specific space that is in nature where we're kind of connecting to the frequency of the earth. And that really connects us to the frequency of our own intuition. That allows us to help them 
dissolve the ego a little bit so they can see their new attitudes or patterns with fresh eyes, which can help them, which can lead them to like, oh, I really don't want to like, you know, go to the gym and do CrossFit. I want to like paint. <laughs> right. So kind of staying away from the ego and also how the ego can create a little bit of a lie or delusion, thinking that we're supposed to meet some type of an expectation. But when we extract these men from regular, you know, society, regular, regular lifestyles and bring them into these spaces, like we're going to do with you all, um, that's where the real work is done. And then that creates, you know, ego dissolution, greater, greater neuroplasticity, right? Because the only constant is change, but we don't like to change as we get older because we get, we get caught, caught in our patterns. So how can we get back to that kind of childlike neuroplasticity where we see things and we learn things just naturally and beautifully and, and with ease versus, you know, uh, square peg round hole. I'm not sure if that answers necessarily a question, but that's how I, how I kind of see like the bigger view and then that funnel distilling it down to the details. Yeah, it's a big point. It's a good point. You have to remove yourself from your environment, from your day-to-day -day things in a way to, and also the community of seeing things a little bit differently and having these conversations, <clears throat> knowing like we don't have to actually stay the same or like. Right. Right. You know, and at and the same time, Michaela, and at the same time, because we don't all live on retreat, 365, 24, seven. I do. I'll bring the tools. <laughs> I, I make my day a retreat. <laughs> you know, I'll swap with you then. But the idea is that we, we teach these men the tools. So when they go back to their environments and they get hit with the stress, they can, in a way, stop, halt, take that breath, journal, whatever the case might be, but remind them of the work that they've done. And then let that have an influence, a positive influence on the day while they're they're back into, you know, yeah. their normal, stressful, anxiety riddled lives. Very important because yeah. life will still happen uh, no matter what. It's just no having matter what. the tools. It's having, knowing what to do in, in, in these moments. And it's so right. simple. Like sure. you said, it's, it's breathing. It's sure. texting a, a friend that can, you know, have this right. space with you, whatever it is. You could have that daily retreat. It may only be for a mm -hmm. moment or three yeah. moments, five minutes, but there's that daily retreat, right? I that, do. Honestly, years. like. I, I did a workout this morning. I was like, how lucky am I? I get to work out my daughter, my daughter's home from school. And like, it's just, to me, it's like a retreat. Like I don't even have to travel mm. anywhere. My mindset is like, I get to eat whatever amazing quality food I want. I get to work out however I want. I get to breathe wherever I want in my house or in the car or in nature or on the beach. Like I can go anywhere, you know, there's like, we're not tethered to anything. And I think like, a lot of people feel really way down, you know, to, yeah. to just like boxed in into these different things. So whoever's listening, if this resonates with you, like just go do whatever you want, like different things, try, try, try new ways of living and breathing and talking and, and being and explore your, your desires. Yeah. Well, and this is what we're going to be providing during this one day retreat, which I'm so excited. So if this is something so new to anyone listening, they're like, what? I want that. Like, what do you mean, Michaela? Your, your life is like a daily retreat. Like we were going to show you, teach you how to implement this, how to live it. So you can leave the retreat with a new lifestyle and with a new group of humans that want to support you, you know, that are in your corner championing you and your journey. Um, and again, I'm so excited that we get to do male, female, co-ed retreats and cover all these things because they're for everyone. 
And for the most part, they're free and it doesn't have to be so difficult. You know, simplify. We just have to know. We have to be taught. We have to learn. And I love the whole child. You know, I have this image of children really, you know, before we, before the world corrupts them and steals them of that, like that innocence, they know how to live. They have so much fun. They are like free in their bodies because they love their bodies and they feel that power. Our bodies are so powerful and beautiful and meant for movement and meant for fun. You're supposed to go charge the waves. You're not, you know, you're supposed to get dirty and, and, and when you eat, it's supposed to be so delicious and you're so happy. Like if we just would observe children and go back to that state, that's the way God created us to be always. And I feel like Michaela and I, you know, in our space, that's where we're returning to. And it's so magical and powerful to be part of. And I know you guys are doing that in your space um, and that's in store for everyone. So again, so excited about this retreat and um, sharing this with everyone. Huh, so it's I a, can't wait. September, right? September mm-hmm. 20, 24th, Sunday, yes. right? It's going to be like 10 to, if, 10 to 5 p.m. If you're in Jersey or New York, <clears throat> love or if, to- if you want to drive to us. <laughs> Just yeah. come travel. Let's go. Travel. September and the Jersey Shore is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like, to your, to your guys' point, there's a ton of exercises, both uh, physical and mental. There's educational sessions and breakouts for the men and women that will be at this uh, event to really allow you, like, you know, what Aaron and, and Michaela were saying that you may not walk away wanting to do all of these things, but we serve you a platter you know, a silver platter of, of tools and things that you can implement in your life to whether you're going through sobriety or making a diet lifestyle change or going through some type of trauma or loss in your life or making a, an entire career shift. These are all the things that you could be applying to make you the most resilient in your life to make those shifts and become the most successful at making those shifts. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a really fun event. We're excited to do it too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and can I add something about sobriety just while I'm chatting? Well, yeah, here? always. <clears throat> Jared and I were talking about like a plan. <clears throat> One of the things I didn't mention that kind of came up for me was the part you, you may anticipate or you may not is the external sources. Like Aaron, you were saying, like people that expect you to do a certain thing um, and your social lifestyle. Like, so what to anticipate when you do stop drinking and how to go, how to eventually adapt to going to social functions, even when people are consuming, because the reality is we don't want to avoid them because then it, then we're creating an anxiety or a phobia around the avoidance, right. Of going to these things, but mentally preparing yourself for the fact that people will tear you down. They're going to tear you down because it makes them feel better about where they are uh, in their life. And so really, really doing the mental preparation and the, and the mindfulness around like, okay, I'm going to get these, I'm going to get these friction type things about me not drinking anymore. And me not, you're not so fun because you don't drink and you're not the loud gregarious guy. So like, you know, training your mind around expecting that and how uncomfortable you may feel in those comments. Um, I still get them seven years later. I still get them and it's awkward and I still have to navigate them and find out how I answer them or don't answer them. Uh, so I would say like, try to be, you know, like Jared said it uneffable with, you know, try to make yourself unshakable in those moments by preparing for, you know, the, 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 the shade, you know, the haters, the shade that's going to come your way. 
Um, and you know what? And a great recommendation is if you're going to an event where you know there's going to be alcohol, bring your own car. And bring the car. Totally. If, if, it, if it gets bring too hot, kids. if it gets too hot, guess what? You can leave. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think when people say something, yes. I just, for me, what always works is just to brush it off and like send that energy back, you know, um, and have as little talk as possible about that thing, whether it's for me, it's like, let's say meat or alcohol or whatever, what, cause I, there's always choices I'm making that are sometimes different than what I was last week. You know, um, I just don't spotlight on them because it's not out of anyone's business. It's my journey. And, um, like that's it. That's it. Um, Mm. anyway, love chatting with you guys. It is almost time. Um, is there any last wisdom words of wisdom from you guys or anything that you can drop before we, we part for this time? Anyone? Who's got the wisest thing to say? I don't know. Jared. He had something say, brewing. I'm, no I'm pressure. Not that wise, but like I'm a huge believer in keeping it simple. And you know, if you're looking to make change and the idea of making change is overwhelming in your mind, um, you know, how do you eat an elephant, you know, one bite at a time? Right? Mm-hmm. Any movement in the direction of progress is valuable, right? What I find for my in my own life, what's not valuable is me planning for the progress, but not taking the action. I can plan all day and get nothing done. But if I just make one little movement in that direction of positivity or shift, and I keep, you know, and, and I can create the repetition of that or, or, you know, some type of a pattern, then it you know, exponentially starts to grow and grow and grow. And then it's just, once you get that momentum, it's right there. Boom. Well, and that grows, the, that grows the confidence too. Totally. <laughs> Because anytime oh. you, you set out to do something and you don't do it, your confidence drops. But yeah. anytime you set out to do something and you actually do it, that's why I think like making a bed in the morning first thing is so important. You know, it's, okay. it's a win for your day. Your brain is like, oh, I got something done, you know, and it's, it's these, sure. drinking your water, putting your steps yeah. in, whatever it is. And on a cellular level, your cells are literally communicating with you saying like, ah, that's good. Okay. I feel good. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've got one. That's awesome. Yeah probably more for men because women are better at this is do not be afraid to ask for help. If you do not know where to start, find a mentor, find a friend that is the example of what you want to be. Find a person that's in your network. That is someone you want to be or so like, you know, if they're an entrepreneur or a business owner, a restaurant, whatever they're doing that you want to be a part of, seek out that help, seek out the guidance, ask for help. It'll be a much easier track if you have someone you're tethered to and that's holding you accountable and making it easy and digestible fitness coach, right? You talked about a fitness coach, Michaela, like diet coach. We also coach. If you guys want to reach out to us, we coach to help people through that stuff. Uh, but yeah, don't be afraid to ask for help guys. Yeah. Great advice, Rich. Yep. 100%. Yeah. And this is one of the biggest reasons why we created the mastermind. It is a place where you can go and ask questions and get support and, you know, really, just get to that next level. Right. Um, but already like, love you guys. Um, please share with us where everyone can follow you and, um, yeah, stay tuned for our retreat in September. All of that info will be on our socials, um, coming up soon. For sure. Awesome. Uh, Thanks guys. Where where can we follow you guys? Wisemen.health is our website. 
You can also follow us on Instagram, which is the underscore wise men underscore project. You can also follow us on Facebook under the wise men project as well. Um, and I'm sure if you just Google our name, you'll find, you'll find the wise men project. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. Um, and sign up for our newsletter. If you're interested in the information we're sharing, it's free. Our tribe page is also free. It's an internal network of men that share on a daily basis. It's a repository of information that we cool. offer for free for people so that they have somewhere where they can connect to, to be motivated and accountable. So there's tons of ways you can reach us. And you guys, there's awesome. so much good information on their Instagram, whether mm-hmm. it's breath work or talking about time and sleep and stretch, stretch, stress management and stretching, and stretching. <laughs> oh, yeah. stretching your mind and your body. Yeah. Um, so much good information. Thank you for all of the amazing work that you guys put out there. Yeah. Love you. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys. Thank, Thank you, you guys. This. This Thank awesome. you so much. Thank you. Thank we'll you. See you all in September for our big retreat. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there.